0: CBS News.
1: Twin Oaks is a family-owned vineyard and winery in Farmington. Their tasting room sits in the middle of the vineyard, and it's a lovely spot to visit for a relaxing afternoon. Enjoy award-winning wines or a glass of cold beer, or even have a premium cocktail from the bar. Their inviting porch has a perfect view of the vines and the tranquil lake. Savor the panoramic view from the patio, tasting room, or glass house. Twin Oaks is open Thursday through Sunday. Check out all the things happening at Twin Oaks on Facebook or online. Twin Oaks Vineyard and Winery, Highway F, Farmington.
2: AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I
1: need my
0: news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40
2: every hour. I'm
0: Jared Pettis, we check sports. And now the start on AM 1240 KFMO.
1: Good morning to you. It is a great day. Even though it's kind of rainy, dark, blah, outside. I guess we could say blah. Did we lose our newscast? Did we really? I think we did. Well, how do you like that? That's okay. I can talk and put it back together all at the same time. It's not really a big deal, except I'm glad I noticed ahead of time. Uh, Our newsroom's been working a little extra this morning, trying to uh, just generate things, and we've generated a missing newscast. That's okay. We'll just throw it back together here. But thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate your ears right here at AM 1240 KFMO and we do have news coming up next but first um, you know it's a very special day today because this is the day Apple launches their new iPhone 15 iPhone 15 that many of them huh so uh, if you're into Apple I guess uh, you're excited about this and uh, they're going to drop some other uh, things too like uh, a couple of new watches and stuff but my real excitement comes here it's National Chocolate Milkshake Day wow that's great (laughs) that's really good i just love and sometimes do you have special foods when sometimes you're just you know you don't feel like you can eat anything you think of is just yuck you don't feel good but you got to have something you're hungry but you're not hungry well my go-to when i feel like that believe it or not is a certain fast food chains hamburger just their little regular size hamburger, no condiments, just a meat on the bun and a chocolate shake. Oh my goodness as a matter of fact that sounds pretty good right now but no I gotta stay on the air. gotta do the job <laughs> you can't get the you know burgers and the chocolate shakes without doing the job, right so uh, yeah. I know you have to have your go-to foods for some things because sometimes when you get up in the morning, it's just, oh, I just can't do this. I always do that, but I can't today. It's one of those uh, things that just happens to us, I guess. Well, the river of red wine has caused kind of a... I know it sounds... almost makes you want to laugh, but it's not funny. It's a boozy environmental emergency. Really, it is. You'd think a river of red wine would be... You know, a dream come true for some anyway, but authorities in Portugal issued an environmental warning instead. A giant vat sprung a leak, sending six hundred thousand gallons of red wine rushing through a tiny town. That's almost three million bottles of wine. <laughs> That's a lot of wine. It's enough to poison the water supply. They diverted the flow before it could reach the local stream and literally, you know, turn the water into wine and the fish. Oh, man. All the wildlife and the... Can, can you imagine squirrels and deer getting drunk and running around the woods? Now, I have seen... You may have seen this, too. It's on the Internet. It's a video about a squirrel who ate some fermented fruit of some kind. And being fermented fruit it had a little alcoholic content there and the squirrel got drunk he couldn't even hardly you know navigate the tree and the more he ate of the fruit the more he supposedly liked it and i don't think the squirrel knew about hangovers at the time but he probably learned i'm staying away from that fruit (laughs) don't ever eat that kind oh can you imagine oh the headache It's 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. We're going to have a newscast for you coming up next here at KFMO. Stay tuned.
3: Plenty of companies can help you with your home improvement projects, but few offer the skills and resources of 30 plus years in business. Dalton Home Improvement is experienced in exterior projects like doors, windows, siding and gutters, and interior projects including kitchen and bath remodeling. Dalton Home Improvement can help you from start to finish when you are ready to make improvements on your home or business. Call 314-640-2808 or check them out at daltonhomeimprovements.com.
4: Hi, I'm Charlie, owner of Charlie's Mowing Service. Don't let the name fool you. We do so much more than just mowing. So you're in need of landscaping, power washing, or even gutter cleaning, we do that too. Call me today, Charlie, at Charlie's Mowing Service. 573-760-4086. That's 573-760-4086. Charlie's Mowing Service, where your one-stop shop for property maintenance local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey.
1: Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 12th, the time 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. Now in this newscast, we're going to hear about the TRIO program. It helps students and also it's coming out of mineral area college also missouri united states eighth district congressman jason smith was holding listening posts yesterday throughout the parkland concerning health care and how to make it better in rural areas we'll have his comments coming up plus missouri legislators will convene the 2023 veto session wednesday in jefferson city the state representative for the 116th district dale wright says one of the governor's vetoes involved the loss of a sewer system work the city of bismarck Uh,
5: we had some really important projects that we needed funded Uh, one in particular is a a sewage system upgrade for the the city of of bismarck i know i called the governor's office talked to them and uh, we have a path to get get bismarck's um, sewage system uh, up and going so uh, i'm going to sustain our governor uh, as much as i can
1: Wright adds the governor's vetoes took $555.3 million out of the proposed budget. The 2024 Missouri state budget now is at $51.8 billion. Missouri United States 8th District Congressman Jason Smith is holding listing posts to gather information on the problems faced by rural health care givers and how to solve them. Smith says... Rural hospitals have not been getting the funding they need and they face an uphill battle in simply getting access to health care.
0: What are the solutions to try to be competitive in rural America? Is it the fact that reimbursement rates for hospitals in our geographic zip codes is so much less than those in St. Louis, San Francisco, other areas? And, and what policies can we change to, to make sure that the dollar falls to our area?
1: Smith held a roundtable discussion at Madison Medical Center in Fredericktown Monday. He also visited St. Genevieve, Crystal City, and Cape Girardeau to talk about health issues. Directors with the TRIO program on the Park Hills campus of Mineral Area College help students prepare for the next step in their education, whether that's high school or college. The director of the TRIO program, Whitney Wolk Maddox, says they assist students in sixth grade through students in their senior year.
6: At some of the schools, we'll even be there in person. So I know North County and Fredericktown, Arcadia Valley. If you don't get to see us, you can find an application with your counselor or at your front um, office. And and so we we try to be in as many schools as we can.
1: For more information, call the trio offices at five seven three five one eight twenty three eighty or visit mineralarea.edu and hit the community tab. That's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO news from the Collins News Desk for this Tuesday, September 12th. It's 714. Now we have sports coming up next with Jared Pettis, so stay tuned and also more interviews for you. Uh, they're coming up this hour. They begin on AM 1240. Check the website too, kfmo.com.
2: It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. High school softball on Monday was where our broadcast was. We were from Fredericktown, Missouri, as the Lady Black Cats played host to the farming tonight's A rivalry matchup, and the Lady Black Cats posted an undefeated record up until yesterday, trying to hang on to it. The scoring started in the bottom of the second when Michaela Reagan laced an RBI double, giving Fredericktown the advantage but it wouldn't last long. Back-to-back third-inning solo home runs by Ellie Robbins and J.C. Jarvis put Farmington on top. That lead would hold until the fifth inning when Callie Allgaier and Sadie Gibson went back-to-back for RBI doubles, but that lead, again, didn't last too long as in the following half-inning in the top of the sixth, Jaden Tucker launched a solo shot to left field tying the game up 3-3 before Emily Gillum came up five batters later pinch-hitting and hit this grand slam propelling her team to the lead. This one's pushed the other way Gillum sends it to the fence. That one's gonna hop to the fence. No, it's gone. A grand slam off the bench and on the board. Emily Gillum. And it's seven to three, and that silenced the Fredericktown crowd. Farmington head coach Ali Pingle after Gillum's grand slam.
6: Emily is a kid that's always ready to go. She's will do anything you ask of her, and in that moment, just kind of being an upperclassman, I saw as an opportunity to give her an opportunity, and she showed up today. Um, she had faith in herself and just went out there and knew that her job was to put a ball in play to move base runners and she She came through big time on that.
2: Shelby Bowling went four for five with two runs and a double in the contest for the Farmington Knights. J.C. Jarvis wrapped up the win two for three with an RBI and a run. Robbins went two for three and Jaden Tucker went one for four. And the Knights smacked four home runs total in the contest. Farmington head coach Allison Pingle again on the four home runs from her offense in the win.
6: I always say I live by the long ball, but today they took that to an extreme. (laughs) Um, It's my favorite part of the game as a player and now as a coach. I have to admit I would have loved a few more hits Strung together there in the beginning of the game, but I'm, I'm proud of them nonetheless.
2: After the loss, Fredericktown head coach Mariah Algaier. The
6: whole game, they were great hitters, and that's just something we couldn't stop. I wish my team would have kept their heads up the last two innings, but honestly, they played the best defense I've ever seen them play.
2: The win goes to Avery Graham. She pitched seven complete innings, allowing three runs on seven hits and 113 pitches used. She struck out five batters. Michaela Reagan gets the loss. She allowed seven runs on eight hits, used 107 pitches in six innings, struck out three and walked five batters. Farmington would tack on a total of five in the sixth, adding on six in the seventh. They win at 13 to three. The Farmington Knights improved to seven and four. They're off today before a busy weekend. They're at Jackson tomorrow, then host Seckman on Thursday before the Jefferson City Tournament Friday and Saturday. Fredericktown falls to six and one. They play today at Saxony Lutheran. One other softball contest on Monday, North County at Shaffee and the Lady Raiders win that one three to two in nine innings. On the volleyball side, New Lutheran sweeps Central, 14-23-19. Potosi over Kingston in straights, 11-15-9. Bismarck does the same dispatching Grandview in straight sets, 15-13-22. Jackson over Valley Catholic on the road, 18-16-25. And Fredericktown was at Ellington, and the Lady Blackcats pick up a winner there, 26-24, 25-14, 25-18. Two boys soccer matches, and Farmington puts up a clean sheet over North County, 5-0. And Fredericktown at St. Paul, the Blackcats win that one, 6 to 2. Full slate on the girls tennis side. North County over Saxony Lutheran 7-2. They remain undefeated. Farmington beats Festa 6-3. to three. Arcadia Valley over Windsor 7-2. Fredericktown Falls a Saint Pius, seven to St. Pius 7-2. And Potosi remains undefeated. They sweep Sykeston 9-0. And St. Genevieve placed 5th of 13 teams in the St. Genevieve High School Girls Golf Tournament. Coming up today on the local side, high school volleyball on AM 1240 KFMO. 6 o'clock pregame, 6.30 opening serve. Central is at South Iron. Cape Notre Dame hosts St. Genevieve. North County is at Jefferson. Potosi plays in Salem. Bismarck at Bunker. Clearwater hosts St. Paul. Kingston at St. Clair. Bourbon is at home against Valley Caledonia. And the Arcadia Valley Lady Tigers host the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats. Again, Fredericktown plays Saxony Lutheran on the softball side. Girls Tennis. North County is at Potosi. Both of those teams undefeated in the season and in the conference. And that match could decide the top seed in the A Conference Tournament later this month. Farmington is also at Windsor on the Girls Tennis side. Girls' golf: St. Genevieve and Lutheran, St. Charles are at Lutheran South, and Farmington, Poplar Bluff, and Jackson do battle at Cape Notre Dame. From the Major league baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals and Baltimore Orioles began a series on Monday. Our own Mike Reeves has the recap.
4: Cedric Mullins' fifth inning grand slam home run off of Cardinals relief pitcher Andre Pallante put the Orioles on top, eight to five, and they went on to down the Redbirds, eleven to five, in Baltimore. Gunnar Henderson went three for five with a solo homer for the AL East Division leaders. Wilson Contreras drove in two while Nolan. And Alec Burleson added RBIs for the Redbirds. The winning pitcher in relief is D.L. Hall. He's 1 0. The loss goes to Dakota Hudson. He's 6 2 after allowing seven runs in four and one third innings. I'm Mike Reeves.
2: Mike, thanks. Card skipper Oliver Marmol. What did he see from starting pitcher Dakota Hudson, who was pulled in the fifth inning with the bases loaded and one out? Dak
7: was doing a nice job navigating that lineup. A lot of lefties in it. was on the ground quite a bit and then fifth inning third time through got him uh, a lot of balls in play and then uh, the walk chase
2: Dakota Hudson thought he pitched better than his pitching line would indicate a couple balls
8: you know a couple feet here and there from some plays I felt good with my ability to keep the ball on the ground just you know some things didn't go our, our way a little bit had a couple extra bases kind of taken and uh, they just kind of chipped away so Frustrating one, for sure.
2: Hudson says he was surprised to have manager Oliver Marmol take him out in the fifth inning with the bases loaded.
8: Coming out there and you know trying to get some swing and miss under the, under the zone, and guy takes it and walk and bases loaded, and I'm thinking, okay, well, here I am, ground ball guy, double play opportunity, potentially, and then, you know, just wasn't the case, so I thought, Communication could have been a little bit different.
2: The Redbirds and Orioles do battle today in the second game of the series. 440 pregame on B104.3, first pitch at 535. Adam Wainwright makes the start, still two wins shy of career win 200. From the NFL in week two of the NFL season, the Chiefs play on Sunday as they're at Jacksonville. You can hear it on KFMO, 11 a.m. pregame, high noon kickoff. NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers are 2-0 to start the season. They go up against the 15th-ranked Kansas State. State. on Saturday at 11 a.m. It's the third week of the NCAA football season. Major League Soccer of St. Louis City SC is at Houston on Saturday for a 7.30 kickoff. Also on Saturday night at Bristol Motor Speedway, the NASCAR Cup Series wraps up the round of 16. The green flag waves at 6.30. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis.
1: Missed any of The Start? We have another special guest on the line with us. Well, now you can hear it anytime, anywhere. Send straight to your phone. Subscribe to The Start on AM 1240 KFMO Podcast. You'll hear all the best the start has to offer. Missouri 8th District United States Congressman Jason Smith. Even if you sleep in a little bit later. It's time for another Missouri State Legislative Report. Subscribe today to The Start from AM 1240 KFMO with Apple and Spotify Podcasts.
7: This week just got a whole lot better at Buffalo Wild Wings in Farmington. With 75-cent boneless wings on Mondays, Tuesdays are 50% off traditional wings or, or grab buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. Buffalo Wild Wings, 615 Maple Valley Drive in Farmington. Pre-register and reserve a table for fantasy football parties at Buffalo Wild Wings in Farmington. You'll get a pack with posters and exclusive coupons to Buffalo Wild Wings for the entire season.
4: Since 1968, Lead Belt Pump & Supply has been serving the community with authorized sales and service. They have over 30 years of experience to help you with a reputation for quality. If you need contract drilling, Lead Belt Pump & Supply is happy to serve you. You'll find Lead Belt Pump & Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. That's 573-431-2476. Leadbelt
1: Pump & Supply. This is Tuesday, September 12th. It's 723, and we have Seth Radford, the mayor of Bismarck, on the phone lines for the Bismarck City Government Report. We'll get to that next on KFMO. You know Mineral Area
0: Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at mineralareadoor.com. Serving you since 1978.
4: Gentleman, dark you!
3: For the best in local dirt track racing, come out to the St. Francis County Raceway. With races every Saturday, St. Francis County Raceway has all the adrenaline-charged action you can handle. St. Francis County Raceway is located right behind Hefner's at the fairgrounds exit off Highway 67 in Farmington. Tickets are available at the gate. For more info, visit sfcraceway.com. That's sfcraceway.com.
1: This is The Start from KFMO AM 1240. Thanks for being with us today. It means a lot on our end and uh, on yours, too, we hope. So thanks for being here. It's time for the monthly report from the city of Bismarck. And we have the mayor, Seth Radford, to help us with the information. Good morning, Mayor. How's Bismarck this morning?
5: Going great. How's everything on your end, buddy?
1: Well, pretty good. Park Hills is still here, and uh, we're doing okay. And uh, I came out of Farmington this morning about, oh, I don't know, around... 4.30, Four thirty, something like that. So, it was dark, wet, and cold at the time. But it's getting better.
5: Yep. <laughs> better every minute of the day. That's absolutely true.
1: Oh, you bet. Oh, well, let's oh, talk. Great. Uh, let's talk about the uh, veto session. And uh, some people may wonder why I'm bringing that up to do with the city of Bismarck, but it has to do with uh, the governor taking some of the money for uh, the work on the sewer lines in Bismarck, the sewer system. Uh, he took that out of the budget, so the veto session is Wednesday, and uh, what's the latest you're hearing about that?
5: Well, we're working on an alternate pathway to try to obtain the funding, and what it's for is it's for the uh or the water that exits our treatment plant out at the uh, facility, the, the wastewater treatment facility, and it is to uh, treat the water as it goes out, uh, to eliminate all E. coli that goes out into the streams, and it's a uh, regulation has been put in quite some time. There's been a little bit of discrepancy between us and DNR and we've been working through some pathways to get that. We've been working well with uh, representative Wright and uh, Senator Gannon and uh, representative Henderson. We've all been working really hard together uh, to get a pathway to get this funded uh, that will cost the citizens little to nothing. And what we're going to be putting in is an ultraviolet treatment system. So, I think things are looking up there. I think we got a positive attitude, and, and I think we can make it happen.
1: Yeah, that'll be really great if you can pull that through for Bismarck. I think it's going to happen. It's probably just a matter of time, uh, the way it's been. And, you know, it, I guess I can say it. it's a government issue, so it's going to take some time to get it solved, you think?
5: Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's going to be a, an incredible amount of time. We've got till 2026 to get it done, and I think that we're going to be able to get it done. Uh, within that time frame. I don't think there'll be any issues. So we've been working diligently and we work with Taylor Engineering on on getting the preliminary plans and everything on that. Been working with DNR, so it's working out. It's working out good. Getting through all the red tape, but we'll make it.
1: Yeah, that red tape. Oh, that's something. Um, any other grants you're working on? Uh, yes, we
5: are, actually. We're going to be getting pretty involved with the community here pretty soon. We've got about nine houses here in town. Uh, I've been telling little bit preliminary out there. Uh, We're actually focused on the grant right now. It's a CDBG grant and we're working on It's what they call a demolitions grant and we're working toward getting that. It's going to involve some of the community obviously and we're going to need some community involvement in towards uh, getting surveys and things like that. So pretty soon we're going to be reaching out to the community and and getting those surveys completed and getting the appropriate information for the government uh, so that way we can obtain the grant and start the process of eliminating some of these old derelict uh, houses and some of the houses that uh, families just don't have quite the money to tear down. And and uh, obviously we don't want to make that the city's burden either. So if we get this grant, it'll be able to be paid for. The people can either keep the property or donate the property either way. And it'll help beautify the town and clean it up pretty quick.
1: Do you, uh, do you have an idea of what caused those derelict homes where people just pass away and maybe family members... Uh, just they live in another state or something. Are those situations that the kind of thing you're looking at? Yeah, that is most of the time the situation that the
5: family member will pass away and then um, they just keep the taxes up and one thing after another like this and that, but they just don't have the funds or the ability to come back and maintain the properties, and things along that lines. A couple of them are damaged uh, uh, from wind. One we had some storms, some of them are damaged from fire, things along that line. So it's things that have been neglected over the years and we are as a city and as, as a whole and the citizens and everybody's combined and we're all working really hard uh, the board's really aggressive the board's doing great and we're all working really hard in order and effort to get that cleaned up so that way it'll raise the property values throughout the town along with cleaning it up for future
1: development i want to remind our listeners we're visiting with mayor seth radford he's with the city of bismarck with our bismarck city government report this morning here on KFML. What about the uh, a building that's downtown at the intersection? We've talked about that several times. You've been, uh, uh, there's been a big effort you've been involved in in trying to get that taken care of because it's a, a threat to public safety and the condition it's in. How's that shaping up at this point?
5: Well, everybody knows on July 25th we did have the hearing up at City Hall, and after that hearing they was, uh, the families were issued a 30-day teardown notice from the building commission here in the city. Uh, that's, that has not been observed or has not been followed through with. So we've moved forward in this next step, and what we're waiting now is we are waiting for the lead and asbestos testing. We had a, uh, a team come in, a state-approved team that came in and took samples throughout the building, and we're just awaiting the results from that. And then once we get that, we will file the paperwork. I feel it would probably be within the next week or so with the state of Missouri, the appropriate paperwork on the, on the hazardous materials that could be present or need mitigated out if and when, when the demolition does happen. And then after we get that, we're going to be able to, we already have a packet put together, just depending on those results, on which way it goes, uh, to have the building demolished, and we will put that out for bid. As soon as we get those results, we're going to put that out for bid probably within the week, maybe two weeks, something like that and uh, obtain bids for the board and the board will make a decision on on how to fund that to get that building torn down
1: mayor i know you've uh, you've seen some economic strides recently in the city of bismarck uh anything new coming to town at this point
5: uh we actually have a couple new businesses coming to town the chamber's working really hard on getting some businesses in here the chamber of commerce is always doing great uh, i know that we have a uh, medical center going to be coming into town here Uh, in the near future. They're working on it, preparing for it. It's going to be out by Mike's Market, between Mike's Market and Lady Queen, the old Dollar General building. They're renovating and rehabilitating it, and it's great to see that building getting up and running. Uh, We've got a few other businesses that are looking over here. We've got, obviously, uh, a couple of people wanting to put in some subdivisions and starting to put in some housing, but finally the interest rates are kind of holding off on that a little bit until they come down a little bit, so I think things are going to really start growing and doing great for the city.
1: Well, that sounds great. Sounds excellent. And I wish you good luck on all those efforts, too, uh, especially uh, getting the uh, sewer problem taken care of. That's been something that's really been a problem. So thanks, Mayor. Anything else you'd like to talk about this morning? Uh,
5: One other thing is that we're actually going to be reaching out to the community as well, not only for the CDBG grant, but a revolving fund grant through uh, uh, some of the funds through DNR and we're going to be working on our Sundell Park and we're going to be trying to apply for a grant there as well uh, to upgrade Sundell Park make it ADA compliant put in some ADA compliant type uh, playground equipment for children so we're we're excited about that too I'm I'm tickled to death at the the city we've got it into the position the board has worked really hard on the finances and uh, we of course work with the board and In doing so, I think that we put the city in a pretty good position to be able to obtain some of these grants and get the matching portion. We've got a lot of people out in the community who are willing to donate hours and time, which is an in-kind towards those grants. So we're pretty excited. I think if we can get all these grants signed, sealed, and delivered, Bismarck's going to be looking up and getting cleaned up pretty quick.
1: Well, Mayor, good luck, and uh, thank you for your time this morning. We appreciate it very much.
5: Thank you, and you guys have a great week.
1: All right, you too, sir. That's Mayor Seth Radford with the City of Bismarck with our Bismarck City Government Report here this morning on KFMO. Stick around, we have news next. Weather
7: is brought to you by Kitchell Accounting Impact Service in Ironton. It's never too early to start crunching those numbers, downloading those forms, and organizing all those receipts you put in your shoebox getting frustrated yet yeah try crunching this number 573-546-3104 accountant Stephanie Kitchell with Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton year-round for tax and business consulting accounting and bookkeeping and payroll crunch that number one more time 573-546-3104 a trusted name in the Arcadia Valley area Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton
9: chance of rain mainly early otherwise we will see a decrease in the cloud cover temperatures today right around 75 degrees mainly clear sky tonight low 50s and then looks like wednesday we'll be back to sunshine our high near 75 thursday sunny skies mid 70s and then we're right around the mid 70s again friday taking a quick peek at the weekend both saturday and sunday look sunny, with highs into the upper 70s from the parklands 24-hour weather center i'm meteorologist sally Russell. Local it's you can
4: Trust. This is the Parklands Freedom Leader AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey.
1: Good morning, it's Tuesday, September 12th, and it's 734. Now in our newscast we're going to hear about the Parkland Pregnancy Resource Center. They have a walk for life and this year they have two. Plus charges being filed against 50 year old Aaron Bertrand of Fredericktown involved with the uh, shooting incident, allegedly. That took place Sunday in Fredericktown in a Walmart parking lot. And Missouri United States 8th District Congressman Jason Smith is holding listening posts to gather information on the problems faced by rural health givers and how to solve them. Smith says rural hospitals have not been getting the funding they need and they face an uphill battle in simply getting access to health care.
0: What are the solutions to try to be competitive in rural America? Is it the fact that reimbursement rates for hospitals in our geographic zip codes is so much less than those in St. Louis, San Francisco, other areas? And, and what policies can we change to, to make sure that the dollar falls to our area?
1: Smith held a roundtable discussion at Madison Medical Center in Fredericktown Monday. He also visited St. Genevieve, Crystal City, and Cape Girardeau to talk about health issues. The Parkland Pregnancy Resource Center presents its Walk for Life Saturday, October 28th. The Director of Development for the PRC, Mandy Little, says they'll hold rallies that day with one at the Farmington location and a second at the new Monarch Family Resource Center in Ironton.
3: Parkland PRC and Monarch will be hosting two walks for life so one will be in farmington at the new center mm-hmm. and um, that it will be in the morning registration opens at ten thirty, and we will have our rally to follow at 11. there will be a bouncy house food for purchase walking of course um, along with some fun games and prizes
1: little also says if you have any questions about either of the walks call her at 573-431-6001 Charges being filed against 50-year-old Aaron Bertrand of Fredericktown after the shooting incident involving a Fredericktown police officer Sunday afternoon on the Walmart parking lot in the town. Reports indicate a female passenger is also in custody. A check of the CaseNet website shows no court date yet for Bertrand. A post on the Fredericktown Police Department's Facebook page indicates the officer-involved shooting took place at 1.30 Sunday afternoon. The woman passenger was arrested at the scene and reports show Bertrand is alleged to have fled in a motor vehicle. He was arrested Sunday night just before 10 o'clock. Missouri State Highway Patrol investigators are looking into the incident. Stay tuned to KFMO News for more details as they become available. And that's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Tuesday, September 12th. 736. Be sure to stay tuned. Sports next here at KFMO with Jared Pettis and check the website, kfmo.com. It's
2: time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. High school softball on Monday was where our broadcast was. We were from Fredericktown, Missouri, as the Lady Black Cats played host to the Farming Tonights, a rivalry matchup, and the Lady Black Cats posted an undefeated record up until yesterday, trying to hang on to it. The scoring started in the bottom of the second when Michaela Reagan laced an RBI double, giving Fredericktown the advantage but it wouldn't last long back to back third inning solo home runs by Ellie Robbins and JC Jarvis put Farmington on top that lead would hold until the fifth inning when Callie Algeyer and Sadie Gibson went back to back for RBI doubles but that lead again didn't last too long as in the following half inning in the top of the sixth Jaden Tucker launched a solo shot to left field tying the game up three to three before Emily Gillum came up five batters later pinch hitting and hit this grand slam propelling her team to the lead this one's pushed the other way. Gillum sends it to the fence. That one's going to hop to the fence. No, it's gone. A grand slam off the bench and on the board. Emily Gillum. And it's 7-3, to three and that silenced the Fredericktown crowd. Farmington head coach Allie Pingle after Gillum's grand slam.
6: Emily is a kid that's always ready to go. She will do anything you ask of her, and in that moment, just kind of being an upperclassman, I saw it as an opportunity to give her an opportunity, and she showed up today. Um, she had faith in herself and just went out there and knew that her job was to put a ball in play to move base runners and she came through big time on that.
2: Shelby Bowling went four for five with two runs and a double in the contest for the Farmington Knights. J.C. Jarvis wrapped up the win two for three with an RBI and a run. Robbins went two for three and Jaden Tucker went one for four and the Knights smacked four home runs total in the contest. Farmington head coach Allison Pingle again on the four home runs from her offense and the win. I
6: always say I live by the long ball, but today they took that to an extreme. <laughs> um, it's my favorite part of the game as a player and now as a coach, I have to admit. I would have loved a few more hits strung together there in the beginning of the game, but I'm, I'm proud of them nonetheless.
2: After the loss, Fredericktown head coach Mariah Algaier. The
6: whole game, they were great hitters, and that's just something we couldn't stop. I wish my team would have kept their heads up the last two innings, but... Honestly, they played the best defense I've ever seen them play.
2: The win goes to Avery Graham. She pitched seven complete innings, allowing three runs on seven hits and 113 pitches used. She struck out five batters. Michaela Reagan gets the loss. She allowed seven runs on eight hits, used 107 pitches in six innings, struck out three, and walked five batters. Farmington would tack on a total of five in the sixth, adding on six in the seventh. They win it 13-3. to The Farmington Knights improved to 7-4. and They're off today before a busy weekend. They're at Jackson tomorrow, then host segment on thursday before the jefferson city tournament friday and saturday Fredericktown falls to six and one they play today at saxony lutheran one other softball contest on monday north county at shaffee and the lady raiders win that one three to two in nine innings on the volleyball side saxony lutheran sweeps central 14 23 19 potosi over kingston in straights 11 15 nine bismarck does the same dispatching grandview in straight sets 15 13 22 jackson over valley catholic on the road 18 16 25 and Fredericktown was at Ellington and the lady black cats pick up a winner there 26 24 25 14 25 18 two boys soccer matches and farmington puts up a clean sheet over north county five nothing and Fredericktown at st paul the black cats win that one six to two full slate on the girls tennis side north county over saxony lutheran seven to two they remain undefeated farmington beats festa six to three arcadia valley over windsor seven to two Fredericktown falls to st pius seven to two and potosi remains undefeated they sweep Sykeston 9-0, and St. Genevieve placed fifth of 13 teams in the St. Genevieve High School Girls Golf Tournament. Coming up today on the local side, high school volleyball on AM 1240 KFMO, 6 o'clock pregame, 630 opening serve, Central is at South Iron, Cape Notre Dame hosts St. Genevieve, North County is at Jefferson, Potosi plays in Salem, Bismarck at Bunker, Clearwater hosts St. Paul, Kingston at St. Clair, Bourbon is at home against Valley Caledonia, and the Arcadia Valley Lady Tigers host the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats. Again, Frederick Town plays Saxony Lutheran on the softball side. Girls Tennis North County is at Potosi. Both of those teams undefeated in the season and in the conference. And that match could decide the top seed in the MAAA Conference Tournament later this month. Farmington is also at Windsor on the girls tennis side. Girls Golf, St. Genevieve and Lutheran St. Charles are at Lutheran South. And Farmington, Poplar Bluff and Jackson do battle at Cape Notre Dame. From the Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals and Baltimore Orioles began a series on Monday. Our own Mike Reeves has the recap. Cedric Mullins'
4: fifth-inning Grand Slam home run off of Cardinals relief pitcher Andre Pallante put the Orioles on top 8-5, and they went on to down the Redbirds 11-5 in Baltimore. Gunnar Henderson went 3-5 for five with a solo homer for the AL East Division leaders. Wilson Contreras drove in, two while Nolan Arenado and Alec Burleson added RBIs for the Redbirds. The winning pitcher in relief is D.L. Hall. He's 1-0. The loss goes to Dakota Hudson. He's 6-2 after allowing seven runs in four and one-third innings. I'm Mike Reeves.
2: Mike, thanks. Card skipper Oliver Marmol, what did he see from starting pitcher Dakota Hudson who was pulled in the fifth inning with the bases loaded and one out?
7: Dak was doing a nice job navigating that lineup. A lot of lefties in it. um, Was on the ground quite a bit. And then fifth inning, third time through, got him Uh, a lot of balls in play. And then uh, the walk
8: chase.
2: Dakota Hudson thought he pitched better than his pitching line would indicate. A couple balls,
8: you know, a couple feet here and there from some plays. felt good with my ability to keep the ball on the ground. Just, you know, some things didn't go our, our way a little bit had a couple extra bases kind of taken, and uh, they just kind of chipped away. So frustrating one for sure.
2: Hudson says he was surprised to have manager Oliver Marmol take him out in the fifth inning with the bases loaded. Coming
8: out there and you know trying to get some swing miss under the under the zone, and guy takes it and walk and bases loaded, and I'm thinking, okay, well here I am, ground ball guy, double play opportunity potentially, and then you know just wasn't the case. So I thought communication could have been a little bit.
2: Different. The Redbirds and Orioles do battle today in the second game of the series. 440 pregame on B104.3. First pitch at 535. Adam Wainwright makes the start. Still two wins shy of career win 200. From the NFL in week two of the NFL season, the Chiefs play on Sunday as they're at Jacksonville. You can hear it on KFMO. 11 a.m. pregame, high noon kickoff. NCAA football. The Missouri Tigers are 2-0 to start the season. They go up against the 15th-ranked Kansas State on Saturday. That's 11 a.m. It's the third week of the NCAA football season. Major League Soccer of St. Louis City SC is at Houston on Saturday for a 730 kickoff. Also on Saturday night at Bristol Motor Speedway, the NASCAR Cup Series wraps up the round of 16. The green flag waves at 630. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis.
1: Thanks, Jared. Let's see what's happening with the weather situation. What kind of stuff is going on now, basically? Weather situation. Okay. And we've got the temperature here from the Weather Center. It looks like more clouds, and uh, it's just overcast right now with 63 degrees. Today, look for a 50% chance of showers before 10 a.m. for the most part. Cloudy through mid-morning, gradually clearing, a high near 75 degrees. And stay tuned. We have our special interview with Grace from Trattoria Giuseppe coming up here in a moment about the Responder Rescue Benefit Dinner.
0: Okay, so stay tuned to KFMO.
1: Now, before we get to our interview, you have to remember we also have the Career Connection to help you find a job. It's now on KFMO.
9: It's time now for your B104.3 and KFMO Career Connection. Heard twice daily to provide you with career opportunities.
1: The City of Deloge is hiring a full-time officer with the Deloge Police Department. Must be 21, should possess a high school diploma or GED, and a current Class A post-certification. Apply at Deloge City Hall, 300 North Lincoln in Deloge, or online at Deloge.com.
3: Service Master Restoration by MMCT is seeking a water, fire restoration crew chief and field technicians. Competitive pay is offered based on experience as well as paid time off, insurance, and training for advancement and certifications. For more info, call 636-797-8588.
2: The City of Deloge is seeking a part-time deputy court clerk. This position is an administrative clerical position. Requirements include adequate computer clerical skills and knowledge of Show Me Courts. Apply at Deloge City Hall, 300 North Lincoln Street in Deloge or online at Deloge.com.
9: If you are a business seeking employees and wish to be on during the Career Connection, contact our business office at 431-6350. For more information on Career Connection postings, go to kfmo.com or B104FM.com.
7: I'm Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. Human trafficking is occurring right here in Missouri. You can help combat it by learning the signs of human trafficking and reporting suspicious activity to law enforcement. Victims may appear malnourished, show signs of mental or physical abuse, or avoid social interaction. If you're a victim or know someone who needs help, contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or
10: text the word HELP to Be
7: free. Together, we can fight human trafficking in Missouri.
9: Brought to you by the Missouri Attorney General's Office. The vehicle.
10: In- I'm Jennifer Koschenko with Your Money Now. The FDA has cleared updated COVID-19 shots, which should protect against the latest versions of the virus now circulating. The vaccines, one from Pfizer and another from Moderna, were greenlighted by the health agency yesterday for adults and children six months and older. The doses should be available at pharmacies, doctors' offices, and other vaccination sites within a few days. The boosters will be the first that their manufacturers sell commercially rather than to the federal government. Morgan Stanley says Tesla Dojo supercomputer could fuel a $500 billion jump in the electric vehicle maker's market value. Comments that fueled a 10% jump in Tesla shares yesterday. Morgan Stanley predicted the massive drive-in value could come from Dojo, potentially unlocking new revenue streams through the wider adoption of robo-taxis and software services. The analyst compared the potential of Dojo to Amazon Web Services that propelled Amazon's profitability to new heights. And that's your Money Now.
1: This is The Start from KFMO. Thanks for tuning in today. It's a special program we have for you now, and it's uh, an interview with Grace Presavento. She is a co-owner of Trattoria Giuseppe, a great restaurant in Imperial, and we're going to talk with her now about a special responder rescue benefit dinner. Good morning, Grace. How are you today?
11: Good. How are you?
1: Well, I'm doing okay. The weather here is not too bad. We're all right. Cool weather, and I kind of like it. And I understand you uh, have some pretty good things going on there, too.
11: Well, October 8th, we're having our second, this will be our second year of doing this, um, with Responder Rescue, which is an organization that um, helps firefighters, police officers, paramedics, All first responders who would get hurt in the line of duty. So if they get hurt, they go to the hospital, they have an extensive stay, they have bills that need to be paid. Responder rescue helps them with that, and they pay, we'll say they they pay the hospital or they pay the mortgage company directly.
1: Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. And, you know, these ladies and these men who put their lives on the line for us, they deserve this kind of thing. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going to happen that day.
11: Well, there'll be a buffet that starts at noon and will run till five or so. Um, there'll be plenty of food. Um, there'll be a dessert bar at the end that will be run by our granddaughter Isabella, and there'll be a donation booth at the at her uh, dessert bar and you can drop in donations that will all go to Responder Rescue. Um, the cost to eat is $25 for adults, $10 for kids 12 and under, and like I said, the proceeds go to Responder Rescue. We'll also have a wine tasting area uh, run by uh, one of our wine distributors, uh, Tavolo Vigneto. So you can taste some wine, you can buy some wine, and just have a nice afternoon.
1: Sounds wonderful, Grace. And, you know, it it makes me think of when I was a teenager, I worked in a restaurant. I spent a lot of time doing that. And I always, you know, the policemen, the firemen, they, they would come in and eat. And I imagine it's the same situation for you. Do you see those first responders on a daily kind of basis once in a while?
11: We do. We see them almost every other day or sometimes once a week or whatever. And it's just our way of doing this to also give back to them because they put their life on the line every day for us and for the other citizens in our county and area. And it's just a way to say thank you for everything that they do for us.
1: Oh, and the list goes on and on when you talk about what first responders do for us. Um, I'd just like to ask you a quick question, too, about uh, your restaurant. How did you guys get started with Trattoria Giuseppe, and how long have you been there?
11: It will be 17 years the 10th of October. Um, My husband, it was actually the brainchild of my husband, because he was a sales rep in his previous job, um, selling food products to different restaurants, and for as long as we've been married, which is 46 years, um, he always wanted to have a restaurant. Um, So like I said, he was a sales rep, I was a preschool teacher. Um, When this particular building became available that we could rent, well, the rest is history, and we started 17 years ago, and we've been going strong.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, to to bring that forth today with great Italian food like uh, you have, it's just a really uh, a family-run restaurant. Now, you're located on Old Highway 21, correct? Yes. Okay.
11: Family-run family is right because when we first started, our sons, who were both teachers, and one of my daughter-in-laws is a teacher, and my other daughter-in-law is involved in banking, um, they did help us. They did work there. And periodically, they help out with different things in the restaurant. And our grandkids, who are not old enough to take over, but old enough to show an interest in it, they, they do some things at the restaurant, too.
1: Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. That really is. Um, well, I guess at this point, you'd like to invite everyone to come out. Let's uh, remind everyone it's on Sunday, October 1st, correct?
11: No, it's Sunday, October 8th from noon to 5 p.m. And there'll just be a lot of good food, a good time, and a really cute little girl handing out desserts at the end of the buffet line. And I mean, she can tell you everything about any dessert that's going to be on that table. (laughs) Come out and see us and give a nice donation in her boots that, in our firefighter boots that will be at the end of the buffet line.
1: Well, that makes the day great, right there. So, correct. Uh, that's correct. Uh, Sunday, October eighth. I was looking at something on the information about something else here. Um, so, I encourage everyone to go to Trattoria Giuseppe, Old Highway twenty one, fifty four forty two, to be exact, in Imperial, and uh, you know, have a good day and help with the responder rescue benefit dinner. Grace, anything else you'd like to add?
11: That is it. Just thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing everyone and. The information that's out there, it does have our phone number. So if you are going to come, um, just make a reservation. So that way we kind of have an idea how many people we're going to be cooking for that day. Hmm. That's what the RSVP is all about. But if you just show up, that is fine too because we're not going to turn you away.
1: Great. Thank you, Grace. We appreciate you so much for doing this and uh, for being with us this morning to tell everyone about it. Thank you again.
11: Well, thank you for having me. And you guys down in Bon Terre, have a great day.
1: All right. We sure will. Thanks, Grace.
11: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: And again, that's Grace, uh, President Vento, as she is a co-owner of Trattoria Giuseppe and Imperial. And remember, the Responder Rescue Benefit Dinner, Sunday, October 8th from 12 to 5 p.m. Help out and uh, have a great time and some really great food, too. And that's our interview here on KFML.
6: Look, up in
2: the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's...
6: Get your
7: head out of the clouds and onto the ground where you'll find the real heroes. By talking to their kids about drugs, it's the average mom or dad who makes the real difference in the world.
2: Mom, dad, thanks for talking to me about the dangers to my brain and body with drug use.
7: Be the real hero your kids need and talk to them about the dangers of underage vaping, alcohol, cannabis, and other drug use. For more information, or conversation starters with your kids, visit PreventionConsultants.org.
2: Helping you talk to us about what really matters. The Brickhouse
7: Social Leadington, the area's newest hangout for all ages. Come by for a game of laser tag or duck pit. Check out the arcade games and throw an axe or two. Hungry? The Brickhouse Social has a delicious menu to fill you up and daily drink specials to quench your thirst. There's so much going on at the Brickhouse Social. Stop by the Brickhouse Social in St. Francis Plaza in Lannington, next to Rob's Guns, or visit BrickhouseSocial.com.
8: At Midwest Veterans, 102A Strauss Drive in the Save-A-Lot Plaza, we are not only dedicated to our veterans, but we are dedicated to our community. We have over 4,000 various items for you to choose from, from home goods, maintenance tools, knickknacks, camping supplies, you name it, we've got it here, and if I don't have it, I'll get it for you. Come by and visit. That's Midwest Veterans, 102A Strauss Drive in the Save-A-Lot Plaza in Park Hills, Missouri.
3: Or visit them on Facebook at Midwest Veterans. Midwest Veterans. Weather is sponsored by Park Hill Chevrolet. The Chevy Summer Drive event is going on now at Park Hill Chevrolet. Save big on in-stock Chevrolet Silverado 1500s, and your savings get even bigger when you trade your 2009 or newer vehicle on select Silverado 1500 models. Take advantage of huge savings and available 1.9% APR financing with approved credit from GM Financial during the Chevy
9: Summer Drive event. Going on now at Park Hill Chevrolet.
3: Chevrolet. Buy new roads
9: chance of rain mainly early otherwise we will see a decrease in the cloud cover. temperatures today right around 75 degrees mainly clear sky tonight low 50s and then looks like Wednesday we'll be back to sunshine or high near 75 Thursday sunny skies mid 70s and then we're right around the mid 70s again Friday taking a quick peek at the weekend both Saturday and Sunday look sunny, with highs into the upper 70s from the Parkland's 24 hour weather center I'm meteorologist Sally
1: Russell. Well, you'll want to stay tuned, cause just a moment or two, we're going to have CBS Worldwide News right here on the radio. So I'm going to go over there for a while. You just hang right here for a while. We'll hear what's happening around the world, and we'll gather back up about 6:05 for local and regional news, sports, and weather right here on KFMO. Stay tuned.
2: AM 1240 KFMO, the Parkland's freedom leader.
3: Park Hills, Deloge, Fredericktown.
2: We the people.